everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Deep Dive with Vanessa Mday. I am so excited because this week we have one of my oldest friends in life and entertainment on this very special podcast. We touch on a topic that we are all way too familiar on, and I think that it's about time that we unplugged. Joining me on the social media and social responsibility tab, we have the artist rapper she has so many accolades i asked her before this is what she wants me to go with but i'm gonna go with all of them and now I'll, I'll finish with the with the icing on the cake okay she is a rapper artist she is a oh my goodness an on-air personality she is a style icon Ooh. she is a, a soul sister she is one of the most truest friends i've ever had and oh, she is man. one of the baddest sisters out of South Africa. Oh, multi-award winning rapper. Let me let's let's just let's just say entertainer. She said, yes. what do we call J-Lo? I said, we call J-Lo Entertainer. I said, then that's what we're gonna. I said, yes, girl, entertainer. Her name is Namuzi Mabena. You may know her as Namuzli if you follow her on Twitter. Muzli if you follow her on Instagram. <laughs> but you know what? To me, she is my honey. But Aww. hey girl. That was a great intro. You made me seem like I'm such a great person. Thanks for but that. You are. But you are. But you are, sis. I told you from day one. I saw your big, bold head shining, and I was like... <laughs> Why gotta be big, though? Why gotta be big? Your beautiful, bald head. Thank you. Your Thank beautiful, you. bald head shining. And I said, this is a superstar, girl. Love you exude... You know, I have to tell you from the jump, you exude such confidence, and you know yourself so well, and you trust yourself so well at such a young age and I really really admire that about you and I'm I'm just so happy to have you on today. Oh man, and I'm so happy that I can call you a friend cuz you've really been like you've showed me so much love since day one. You're the best. Always sis. Welcome to Muzi. Thanks. Thanks for having me. No, no, no. Thanks for joining us. How's your corona? I know you're joining us from South Africa. The time difference is crazy. We're recording um across the globe. This is our new normal, though. How's 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 your Rona season been? Oh, the Rona season has had highs and there's been lows, just like normal life, I guess. Um, in the beginning, I was super into it. I was like, oh, this is great. We are just going to plug in and we are just going to be so great when we come out of this. You know, let's just get creative and just enhance ourselves as humans and then we'll just be so strong. I am now getting to the point where I'm like really over it. But I feel like it's also quite crazy that the universe is bringing me to talking to you at this time because you're genuinely the person that I go to when I'm like, mm, I'm tired now. Ah, I'm tired. And it doesn't even need to be me saying that to you. Like I come to you with that intention and then I just see you doing your thing and like mm. totally feeling it. And I'm just like, okay, life goes on. I got to keep it moving. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I'm just trying to keep it moving, you know. I'm trying to just stay busy, trying to just stay out there. But it sucks. I'm, I'm over it now. 
I hear you, girl. But the you know the the stillness of it is has 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 definitely been a plus. I I I, w- I would have to say that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, on a scale of one to ten, Moose, how long are you on social media for on a day to day basis? Especially in this stillness, actually, has it Ooh. heightened? Well, we'll go there next, but just generally, how long are you on social media? What? Oh. Actually, it, it varies. There are times where I'm just like always on all the time. But then there's times where I'm just like, it's, it's too loud. Mm-hmm. Like I just can't take it actually. So I really have to just take myself off the grid a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, in a day, maybe let's say in an hour, in a day is a bit broad. Like in an hour, probably like, I don't know, I get like 20. 30 minutes in an hour. So 20, 30 minutes an hour. Yeah, that's a lot. Somebody do the math out there because I'm horrible. 30 times 24. <laughs> that's intense. That's half the day, I guess. That is definitely half the day. That is 12 hours. Yeah. So do you feel like you need it? Is it a crut? Is, is it something you depend on at this point? I think if I can't say yes and no, because if there's yes, then the answer is yes. Do you know what I mean? But I definitely do feel like for the work that I do, Mm -hmm. it is important for me to be, even if it's not on social media, but to be connected in some way. And obviously for me as an independent artist, like social media is the best and easiest, effective way for me to connect with people, you know? Um. So it may seem like you're spending a lot of time online, but you're also kind of spending time just finding out what's happening in your space and in your scene. And, you know, like the kind of stories we do, what we like, what we're about. Right. Like you kind of have to be plugged in and know what's happening with people and not in a weird way. I feel like when I was a a VJ, when I was a presenter, I was super obsessed with like everything that was happening all the time. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would just wake up in the morning and read blogs and just like check things out and always want to know. Now that I'm more like just focused on being an artist, I am a little bit more focused on me. So I don't need to do that as much anymore. But yeah, I just kind of feel like it's more work related and network related than like an emotional crutch. I don't know. No, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. I'll give you an example. I, I'm not on social media at all. I have moments where you post something about me and it's in the DM and you're, you're responding to something or it's a story. And I, it's like 24 hours and more later. And I said, sis, I missed it. What did you post? And I know I'm so annoying for doing that. But yeah. I really realized that I just it's not it's not a space that I really desire anymore. There's just nothing for me there. But because of work, of course, yesterday, I mean, well, this week we were celebrating the launch of season two and it was my birthday. And so I had to come back and kind of just reintroduce this, the new season and use that platform, which works beautifully, as you said, for independent talent and, you know, just anyone with content. Yeah. So I was on there and you won't believe, no, Muzi, I'm going to tell you a funny story. I was on there. Our differences, time difference. So I had to be there on at like six in the morning, you know, to catch everyone on Sunday afternoon back at home in Africa. Uh-huh. And I'm on there. And the the last time I did an Insta Live was January 1st, 2020, to wish everybody a happy new year. And the last time before that, I couldn't tell you. So it was the first time in a long time. Do you know that I literally had a near anxiety attack? 
Mm-hmm. I literally did. I was like, <gasps> panting. Ro had to tell me, no, 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 let's go take a walk after it was done. I just, I can't exist there anymore. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I think, oh, you don't know that you've told me this once. Yeah. You don't remember this. I'll tell you something you once told me when we were VJing. Uh-huh. Um, I had just gotten, you know, my, my music was getting big and people, someone had leaked my number on Facebook, my WhatsApp number. As and old. so, <laughs> and so I started getting random text messages from almost everybody and anybody. And my response to it, which was extremely naive and foolish, was I was like, um, yeah, but some of it is business or, you know, she, she, you said, Vanessa, this is direct connection to your energy at any point in time. Do you remember saying this to me? I do. I do. Yeah, I do. Everybody who texts you that hasn't asked for your number, you haven't personally given your number to. You have to protect your energy. And that's what I felt in that moment. I was like, oh my God, my energy, my energy, my energy. And because I'm so not in that space anymore, my energy was like, I felt like I was suffocating, literally. So what came from being hours on Instagram and social media is now zero hours on social media, unless I'm doing something. That is so wild. I was so wise back then, hey? Still are. But I just I needed to throw back for you something you said to me that was really powerful. Yeah. And it's sad. And you know what? Like I haven't been able to articulate it in such a long time, but that's exactly it. Like well, because I literally am at a point now where I'm just like, if my phone rings, I'm just like, what do you want? Like, who are you? What do you want? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes, it is because I have a lot of responsibilities that come with a phone call sometimes. But I'm just like, it literally just, uh, like, it takes something out of me. It frustrates me. And it's because it's a direct plug to my energy source. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You said that to me maybe three, four years ago. I was like, look at this wise lady. Mm. And it made so much sense. And so my my question to you was, um, what... how do people know when's a good time to unplug? Because it's something we're talking about. It's like you need to unplug and take some time off. But people don't really notice that they're doing this thing that is turning into a toxic pattern. Mm. Mm. Like, so say, for example, a normal human being who has an every everyone's a normal human being. My bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone with a normal lifestyle. Yeah. Who doesn't have the obligations of promotion or the obligations of the necessity of social media. So they're consuming all sorts of different kind of rubbish, especially in this time of, oh, my gosh, such social turmoil, Corona, where the world is in need of healing. And there's just so much that's being chucked on social media and you just consume, consume, consume. How do you think a person who doesn't have doesn't know that they are necessarily per se exposing their energy to that? How do they deal with that? How do they identify that? I think you really feel it physically, you know. After some time, you literally feel it, even emotionally. You feel it spiritually. It's almost like a tiredness. It's like you Mm. feel drained. You feel like a juiced orange. Do you know what I mean? Nothing (laughs) feels good. Everything just feels like, oh, everything just makes you want to roll your eyes. Everything just feels like, oh, people are so stupid and people are so annoying. That is a good time to put the phone down. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's also a very good time to like filter your timeline. I mean, obviously it's 2020. It's impossible to like absolutely mute every single word that you don't want to see and like 
full tell your timeline completely, but you can, to a large degree, dictate exactly what is on your timeline, you know, even the same way there's algorithms and they pick up the things that you like and that's what will be on your explore page or whatever the case may be. It's so important to just only plug into things that register with you, that bring you lights, that bring you, even if it's just like a funny page, like a good funny page, not I'm laughing at other people kind of a funny page. <laughs> um, you know, if, if it brings you lights, if it brings you happiness, if it, if it makes you feel better or even just okay, that's cool. But I think too many people are plugged into stuff that just makes them feel bad. And after some time, they also become that badness. They become oh. that, that ugliness that they say they are not and they hide it behind. That's just my opinion. Oh my, like, oh my goodness. Like, you suck as a human being. Your mama sucks. You suck. Your hair sucks. <laughs> you suck. But that's just my opinion. Keep moving, girl. It's like, yeah. What yeah. are you causing? I think another thing that's, that people forget in social media and in life is that everything that we do is like we're, we're casting. Like, our words have so much power. Do you know what I mean? Not only in in the way that we speak, yes, the tongue is most powerful, but we've lost the power of the tongue and now it's all about the fingertips, you know? And right. it's feeling so much hatred and they don't realize that they are casting negativity. Yes. On That's, why the word, that's why writing words is called spelling. You're uh -huh. casting spells. You're uh -huh. spelling. Mm. You know what I mean? And people forget that all the time. And the thing about this thing called the World Wide Web is once it's on there, it never goes away. Yeah, it will be, it will be your 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 footprint in the web forever and ever. Amen. Your grandkids will see it. So you're you're not only casting for yourself, but for your generations to come. It is quite sad. Exactly. And I I I know a little bit about being on the on the on the on the on the on the side of um on the other on the on the receiving end of um of insults and, yeah. and, uh, and, um, and um, negativity and mm. all sorts of different kinds of opinions, especially being a popular person and a, and a popular person in society. Mm. And people don't know how tormenting these words are. You yeah. know, when we're younger, when I was younger, my mom always used to say, sticks and stones can break your bones, but words will never hurt you. My goodness, these words are the worst. They sit inside your head, you know, for hours and they just breed. And what's sad is that the negative stuff just sounds so much louder. It rings so much louder in your head. Like, think about it. If you, like, look at your Instagram posts and you're like, heart emoji, fire flame, ooh, girl, slay. Then the last one says, what's going on with you? Tell me, are you pregnant? Then yeah, the hey. one is like, fire emoji, slay. You're already just, like, going in on this person, like, excuse me if you didn't have anything better to say and you just like forgot about all those other all people that stuff. were like right. there to ride for you and like be there for you you know it's so, so it's crazy. so you sad remind me that every time i see a negative comment i'm always trying to be i'm not trying but i find my normal first reaction is to react a certain time he said did you not see all the other good stuff that was said about that about easy so you know thank god for him reminding me to do that but it's just that i feel like sometimes those the the, the keyboard that they're called keyboard bullies need to really check themselves about that you know it's 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 becoming a little 
They have so much. The same person who will say all these negative things about you will say the most beautiful things about you the next day. So I don't think we should give it too much power. So I take the power back of all, you know, I take the power back, but it doesn't negate. It doesn't take away from the fact that it is very piercing. Yeah. And I I, I want to I want to I want to take pe- pe- people back on a journey. Um, a few years ago, Nomizi, you did an outstanding social media campaign. and. Girl, that was groundbreaking. I think that history will say many things about you, including the fact that you you caught us. Yeah. You got us real good. <laughs> now, for those who don't know, Namuzi did an amazing drink drive campaign. Was it two years ago, a year ago? It was a year ago. Yeah, it was January last year. A year ago. And what she did was so genius. And, you know, shout out to everybody who was behind the campaign. Basically, she was posting a whole bunch of Insta stories and Instagram posts and um, a lot of social media activity that showed her being reckless. And in her recklessness, it was all associated to alcohol. It was all associated to having a fun time, but doing it recklessly being that I'm drinking, but at the same time I'm driving, I'm on my phone and I'm Insta living and I'm this and that. And then you staged an incredible Car crash. Now, Moose, you know me. I said to you immediately when you resurrected because it took you 12 years to 12 hours, felt like 12 years. You came back to us 12 hours later and was it 12 hours? Mm-hmm. 12 hours. 12 hours later and you said, ta-da! I'm all good, guys. Nothing's wrong with me, but here's the lesson in this. Yeah. And you said to me something so crazy. You said, V, you were one of two people who reached out to me about one of the staged pre-accidents that I had and you said are you okay babe because I noticed that it was becoming a thing so it's crazy the reactions that we expect human beings to have about real social issues are not really reacted to and the things that are nonsensical are the ones that get the most response standard we accept Uh that that's the human nature Uh but in that campaign what was going through your mind what was the thing that you thought would Make okay, three questions. Number one, how did it feel to be gone for 12 hours and read? Were you reading on the other side, wherever you were? Were you reading the responses? There was a lot of backlash. There was a lot of conversation about, yeah, but she was in an accident because she was being reckless. What 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 was that like from that end? Number two, what was the power of social media in that moment? And number three. Would you say that people learn more on these platforms or are we are we landing on deaf ears? So I think the one answer to like all three of those questions is that it was all just about connection and being able to really connect with people and make sure that we tell the story. And I think in particular, like drinking and driving and, you know, just reckless driving in general, it does affect everybody, but it affects everybody in small pockets. Like, you know, somebody who you went to school with whose dad died in a car accident or maybe one night at varsity, you were just at the club with your friends and then they died on their way home. Or like somehow everybody kind of knows somebody who's been through that situation, but still things don't change. You know, people still act the same. It's just like, "Eh, whatever, accidents happen all the time. But there's something about like shared and connected pain 
where everybody can feel it together. And I think it's the same thing that's happening right now with like the Black Lives Matter movements and the fact that it, it, it doesn't matter how long we've been saying this message, the fact that everybody can feel it right now at the same time, it's resonating with people, you know? Um, and that's exactly what we wanted to do. It was a really harsh, brash, in-your-face, rude awakening kind of a message. But I think it was important. I mean, here in South Africa, especially especially on school holidays, I can remember just seeing stay alert, stay alive. And they would stage all these car accidents with the dummies and, you know, drinking and driving. And it was just like, wah, 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 wah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's just the general attitude that people have. And then fast forward a couple of years, introduce the smartphone, introduce social media, introduce just trying to do everything for the gram, like your car is a weapon. It's a killing machine. You don't even know it and you are the person that's operating it. And um, I think there was a lot of backlash because it was so easy to just be like, no, Bruce, that wasn't cool. And people to be like, actually, I am a trash person. Like nobody wants to be able to to admit that to themselves, you know. It's even like if you work so hard in studio and you do a dope song and somebody comes and tells you that, Tree, I don't like that song. You don't like that. That's like, how dare you say that? Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm me, I'm amazing. Everything I do is and also I'm even actually a better driver when I'm drunk. And also chill, it's an automatic, I'm just snapping the song and then it's done. It's like all these like little things and people don't realize that it, it, it's that quick. Like it is literally that quick. You will die. Mm. You will kill somebody's child. You will mm. take somebody's father away. Like it, it, it happens that quickly, you know? And just in terms of the reactions, when the accident first went out, it was actually quite crazy because you can feel when people are praying for you. Because I feel like Ooh. that's what a lot of people did in that moment when they saw that accident, they prayed for me. And it, it, that's beautiful. Did you feel it? I could feel it. Like it felt like this. Wow. Like, and I can only describe that feeling now because recently when I was in church, I had people pray for me. And I'm like, I know this feeling. I felt oh. this feeling before. Like I felt this exact feeling before. It's like when a lot of people are praying for you, you can feel it. Do you know what I mean? It's like when your mother's a praying mom, that's wow. why you are where you are in your life. So. That was, I had prepared for everything but that. Like the backlash, the media interviews, the this, the that, the that, I had prepared for. But I don't know how you did that, but okay. <laughs> you know, we, it, it was a long campaign, you know, because there were a lot of stages as well where I could pull out and be like, okay, guys, okay, abort mission, abort mission. We're going to go too far. We're going to go too far, you know. Right. But the more that we posted the stuff and the less people recognized it, the more I was like, oh my gosh, people are actually like so crazy. Like even now when I see people do it on social media, like I actually feel sick. Like I want to go on my full Karen and write an email to your manager and just tell <laughs> them that like, you are a terrible person. You have no regard for your fellow human beings. That, that's, that's how deep it is for me. Like I just literally feel like you don't care about other people's well-being. You don't even care about your own well-being. It's beautiful that everything that you've said there with 
the power of social media and the power of connection. That's all we've been talking about this whole time. You said it from the jump. You said it's the connection. It's the power of connection. You said that in that moment when you were hiding away and, you know, when everybody thought the worst had happened to you, you felt the power of a unified connection, people's energies. So it all comes down to the energies and what people are giving out and putting forward and releasing. And this is why this tool needs to be used with such responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I applaud that. I really do. That was that was powerful and beautiful. And, you know, I'm I'm however I felt because I'm your sister. I wanted to die. But, you know, I was in pain. But truth of the matter is grand scheme of everything is that it did what it was supposed to do. It was a magnificent campaign. And, you know, I'm proud of what you have done with your space on social media. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that this is an important message for people with voices and people with responsibility and people with influence. I hate the term influencer because a lot of times on social media, it's not attached to things that are necessarily positive. Mm. You find that, oh my girl, and you know well, because you and I come from the world of social influencers. We don't have influencers, babe. Girl, we live in a world where you have no idea what these young ladies are doing for their lives. And I'm not going to go into that, but they're getting bags for being influencers. Do you know the pressure it puts on the little girls, the other little girls who are watching mm. the other influencers who don't really have a career per se, but you know, it's, it's scary. And we need to take the power back and get, put it in the hands of responsible human beings. Of course, I, you know, this is me being, you know, your most philosophical self. Yes, but, you know, I can't do that and I can't impose that on everyone, but this would be my dream because I, I see how detrimental this, this space is. Yeah. I think it's so important to have meaningful um, connections. I think there are, there are a lot of connections right now, but they're not meaningful and they're not planting good things into your life. Like recently when I just dropped the cover art for my single, I'm a star, I said, I'm going to follow everybody who changes their um, display picture to to the artwork, you know. And I ended up following like 100 people who are, I thought I was obsessed with hip-hop culture. Like these people, they eat, they live it. Like they are super about it. And in the beginning, I was like, yes, I love it. This is great. And then it just takes like small things to happen. And you just really start to see who people are and what they're about and what they're into. But what I really appreciated about it is that I could literally just unfollow at any time. Mm. And people do not want to exercise that right to unfollow and mute. They want to be mad. Why do you want to be mad? Oh my God, I'm going to tell you a funny story. You want to be mad? I don't know. I, you know, it's crazy. It's an, it's an absolute right. And you said it perfectly. You said people don't exercise their right to unfollow. I literally recently did a mass unfollow because I had such junk on my timeline. And I was like, what am I consuming? My stomach hurts. Mm-hmm. And I exercised that right. And the freedom that came with it, the, just the, the, the cleansing that came with it. You know what I mean? And people take it so personally. I had people write me text messages and DMs and say, did something happen? I said, nothing happened. And social media is deep where you come from. Like, <laughs> Tanzania, 
is hectic. Like, I remember, like, when I used to, like, just post you and hang out with you when we were still at MTV and everything, like, I would literally get a thousand followers if you tagged me. I remember once we went to the ice cream shop with Diamond. He posted yeah. me. I got 3,000 followers in one day. <laughs> and all those people just wanted to see what Diamond was doing because they wanted to just see the steps from my angle. Luckily for me, I was coming with the fly content and the swag. You know? Yes. And I love my East African people, so they stay yes. with me. But where you come from, wow, social media is insane. It's crazy. I think a lot of people have idle time. Uh, that's my opinion. And Dota, I feel like as much as in South Africa, we call it Black Twitter, you know, mm -hmm. um, and it's... It, it, so Mizi was actually saying the other day that Black Twitter should celebrate Black excellence. It should be about Black power. It should be about promoting Black businesses. It should just be about, like, doing dope stuff. But now Black Twitter is just about, like, dragging people and you must fall and you know, you must die. Like in South Africa, that's a big thing. Like if you tweet something and they don't like, what did you say? Like, Muslim must die. Or Muslim oh, must fall. Like that's a thing that happens and people just feel like they can cancel you. You know, cancel culture is a very big thing. Oh my God. Who invented that? Like who invented that? What about just unfollow culture? Can we have unfollow culture? Mm. Why must people mm. be cancelled and die and fall? Yeah, it's, it's, here we go again. Spelling and casting. It's really unnecessary. It's so really bad. unnecessary. It's so bad. And, you know, speaking of, you just mentioned something so powerful. You were talking about Black Twitter and Black, well, let's say Black social. And, you know, especially in this time with everything that's going on in the world and everything that needs fixing, we literally saw a man die. Mm. On social media, we saw him lose his life. He lost his life. And guess what? We have seen it over and over and over again. It's been shared so many times. It's been posted on CNN so many times. It's been, you know, the topic of this. And now I'm not against that. I'm so happy that it happened because certain things need to be highlighted, right? So, yes, we've seen this man and God bless him. We are going to say his name, George Floyd, and all the other people who've died of injustices in the United States of America and across the globe. Honestly, we've seen this happen over and over again. And it's not just George Floyd. We've seen it over and over again. I recently saw this video of a woman in Africa getting beat in a marketplace by men, and it was terrible. And so we are... We are literally, you know, when they said the revolution or the revolution will be televised, this is more than that. This is literally on constant repeat, on constant repeat. And here's something that you may or may not know. The little, the young girl, the young girl who recorded George Floyd's death. She's 17 years old. She's had to be put under some sort of protection because... She's receiving all sorts of different kinds of death threats and projections from people who have their own opinions about what she's did it for. But what she did it for is clear. She saw an injustice mm -hmm. and she wanted to document it the best way she knew how because she knows that people have been getting away with this. It's a tale as old as time. And, you know, the beauty of this is that I've had to now go back into my history and study 
the civil rights movement in the United States of America. And I found myself, and thank God for all, he's educating me. We watched a movie called The Free State of Jones. And it's based on a true story, and it stars Matthew McConaughey. And the story really is a love story, but it isn't a love story. It's really about this man who was trying to fight for the freedom of um, of uh, Black Amer- African-Americans. And to the point that he fell in love with one and it takes you it takes you forward it it takes you forward to his great grandson being jailed in the state of Mississippi because he married a a, a white woman and hmm. it wasn't allowed it wasn't allowed and you know and it then throws you back where he wasn't allowed to marry his um partner who was an african american woman and Back in the 1870s, it was not allowed, right? So Mm -hmm. in 1876 or 1877, just after, you know, you know, um, the the, the Civil War, he tried to marry this woman and it was not allowed. So the story is repetitive. Yeah. But the thing that changes is how we're going to react and what we're going to do as the new generation. So... You know, my prayers and and thoughts go out to people like this young lady, Daniela, who caught George Floyd's death on camera and tried to be the change by saying, look, I can't effectively speak this to be heard, but I can choose to record it and post it on a platform that I have that can bring change. Unfortunately, with that type of change, because the world is full of all sorts of different kinds of opinions of people and different kinds of people with their opinions, she received the backlash, which is like a celebrity who you have love and you have hate, which is like a great author who has um, great re- re- people who receive the teachings and people who don't. You know, I, I, I looked at I found this amazing quote by Maya Angelou. It says, as you grow older, you will discover that you have two hands, one for helping yourself and the other for helping others. I'm a true believer that we are only in this world for service. Hmm. service to God and service to community. Mm-hmm. That's all we're here for. If you're not here for that, then I don't know what you're here for. Whatever your, your, your notion of what you're here to achieve, if it's not set in that, because I believe humans are innately good. Mm-hmm. Things have just happened over the years. And as we grow, we discover that we have two hands, you know, one for good and to help ourselves and the other for others i think what's so crazy is that the world has come so far like we've built airplanes like we can do video calls the world has come so far but still there's this idea that is still so backwards and it's holding everybody back still it's so crazy to me and also it's just so sad that she's receiving death rates because I mean, I know, especially in South Africa, influencers and celebrities are getting a lot of flack. Like if you didn't post your little black block or if you didn't put out a statement or if you are not using your platform, you get a lot of flack, you know. So I can imagine how truly confusing it is for for just people, you know what I mean? I mean, for me, first of all, I have to navigate all of these things for myself as an individual. How do I feel about it? Like, how, how does it affect me? How does it affect my world? Like, as an individual for myself, when I sleep, am I okay with how I feel about it? And then I also have to figure it out for 
my millions of followers that I have on this platform. And then I also have to figure it out for all black people. And then I also have to figure it out for white people. And then I also have to figure it out. It's just like, how much does, do we have to go through? And I mean, her in particular, like, how much do we really have to go through? And actually, at the end of the day, the only real problem is that there are some racist morphos. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. not right. Like, that's just not right. That's the roots of the issue. And it's, it's so crazy that there are people in this world that are sending energy towards her instead of, like, fighting the real bad guys that are actually killing people. Yeah, to correct the issue is not what they want to, to put um, a pin on. They want to put a pin on everything else but the actual problem. And honestly, I feel like the world just needs more love. That's all the world needs right now. A lot of love. You know, I think that we can, you know, we can do our job in our little corners of the world with you, whether it's um, following a hundred hip hop heads in South Africa to inspire them to keep going, whatever it is that they want to do, or whether it's, you know, recording a podcast from a basement in Atlanta to speak on issues that are actually real issues, as opposed to being that echoing voice on social media that's just sitting in the corner saying nothing mm-hmm. or just out there going like, oh, but you didn't do the, uh-uh. I can't point fingers anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't do that. Or, you know, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, 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 really tired of being reckless and irresponsible with my thoughts and my words. And I think that this was a, interesting conversation to have about the positive positive use of social media of course in your case moose and my case artistic platform great viewpoint platform great keeping in touch with friends great creative inspiration great meeting others in micro communities of similar interests great but all the other things that people are doing these days is just so additionally extra and unnecessary and i think that we have to have these conversations because guess what? What's going to happen is that this social media is now going to end up controlling human interaction and behavior and patterns. And that's going to be the death of us. Mm, babe. And these people are controlling us. Guys, it's so important, important to be a critical thinker. You mm. know, um, that's something that I was definitely taught in school. And it just seemed like so annoying. Also, comprehension, guys, <gasps> is so important. Oh, no, Muzi, you hit the nail on the head. To be able to critically read a piece of text. Also, read more than one opinion. Do you know what I mean? Like, allow yourself to be bigger than just being influenced. Think about it. You are a king. You are a queen. You have infinite power. And you allow just a small lie on social media, a fabricated something that is presented as a blog or just because it's got a www and a hashtag on it it means it's real no own your power be a critical thinker yes learn how to comprehend things when you read something ask yourself questions read something that is actually against what you have read and form your own decision yes what i mean be willing to able to change your mind once you've learned more information you know what i mean And not feel bad for changing your mind because there's so much of that mob mentality ostracizing out here. No, we don't all have to think that yellow is the baddest color in the world. And yellow isn't my favorite color, just saying. But 
You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be that way. And I think that that's what we're trying to, this is what these platforms do. They try to compel you, compel us all to move around like sheep. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was, that was, that was very powerful. What you said there, sister. And I thank you for that. That was, that was, uh, that was the word today. Okay, with another wise one for you, baby. Money. <laughs> so what's on the horizon for you? What are you doing? Tell me about I'm a star. Oh, so we dropped I'm a star, which I'm super excited about. This is my first single since my album. So wow. it's very like new age muesli. Because victory muesli was very like who you are right now, very positive, wanting to change the world, very like, you know, the power of the mind. I mean, the album was called Victory. And right. when I started the album, trust me, I was not winning at all. You know what I mean? So Moodly 2020 is kind of just like fully feeling herself, 110% in her bag all about what she thinks, what she believes in, what she's about, and just trying to like push push the envelope a little bit more. I think I've, although I've come across as like this cool character, you know, I'm also very bubbly and I'm very likable. I don't know many people who are like, oh, I don't want to meet you, or ah, oh, you look scary or whatever. Like, I'm generally quite a pleasant person, but then, when you are those kind of people, there will be white friends, habitual line crossers. Habitual line crossers who will, and I feel like when you are a woman and, or when you're just trying to like better yourself as a person, when you learn from experience and you decide that you're not going to put up with certain things anymore, people always try to like walk you off and try to tell you good things. Don't allow the world to change who you are. You're just there good. And you know, I love Jesus, but I'm still trying to even figure out that turn the other cheek thing. I do my best, Lord. But sometimes I just got to be like Jesus in the market and tear that place up. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that's where I'm at right now. It's like Jesus in the market. I've been spreading the gospel. Now you guys are going to feel the gospel, okay? You're going to feel the range of the gospel. Amen. We're feeling the rage of the gospel. We love it. I'm excited to hear it all, girl. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for sticking to your guns because, you know, they're always trying to box us. Tell us what we can or cannot be. You need to either decide VJing or music. Mm. No, actually. Yeah. Not at all. So thank you for shining like that the way you thank do. You. And thanks for leading the way, you know. You're, you're really young, but you're an OG. You know, I'm an OG girl. You're an OG. I'm going to give you that respect. You're an OG. Oh, snap, girl. I'm about to hang these boots. <laughs> ah! But no, thank you so much, sis. I appreciate your time and your insights. You've been extremely powerful in this message today. And I thank you. I couldn't have had a better guest to discuss this. Oh, thank you, man. I, I continue to pray for your successes, continued successes. And I can't wait for us to be able to do this live you know what moose that would Whoa. be incredible wow, it would be gotta introduce the boyfriends dude right and it would be nobody but me all over again sitting on those stools <laughs> but we were so cute hey we were like really cute eh? we were very cute we were very cute like we were very cute. do you remember when we went to that boat party that old white boat party <laughs> Yes, we were so cute. We were really cute. 
Okay, we could go on forever, but <laughs> be sure to keep up with Superstar No Muzi on her socials. You can follow her at. Ah, uh, so on all social media platforms, it's Moosley, generally. I'm verified, so make sure you follow the real ones. It's Moosley on Instagram, no Moosley on Twitter, and no Moosley, Moosley, my banner on Facebook. I understand why that's confusing for people. <laughs> now you a know. Lot of names. It's a lot of names. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Deep Dive with Vanessa Day. My incredible guest is none other than Namuzi Mabena, superstar entertainer hailing from South Africa. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. This was so dope. No, thank you. Always, always a pleasure. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, remember that you can emancipate yourself from this mental slavery. Uh-huh. Think free. Think for you. Change your mind. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah? And remember, as you grow older, you will discover that you have two hands. One for helping yourself and the other for helping others. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us today. This was Deep Dive. Bye. From Jam Street Media.